Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Andrea Kenny, and I'll be introducing this week's guest. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review before you leave. On this week's episode, Emily chats with two-time podcast guest, Cameo Gore. Cameo is co-founder and CEO of Ignite and Expand, a global platform hosting events, programs, and retreats around the world. Teaching and empowering others on how to tap into more purpose, potential, and abundance, she works with clients globally to expand their vision, voice, and visibility. As a former corporate exec with a solid business background and an empath with razor-sharp intuition, Cameo warmly and gently combines mindset, spiritual alignment, and business strategy to help clients create six- and seven-figure businesses doing what they love. Emily and Cameo's conversation is all about money mindset and how working on your mindset isn't a one-and-done kind of thing. Cameo explains the generational patterns that have shaped our beliefs about money and abundance and how growing from a standpoint of abundance creates a ripple effect on the world. Here's Emily's conversation with Cameo. Cameo, welcome to the podcast. It's your second time here and we're just going to blow people's socks off this time, I'm pretty sure. I'm so excited. I love being on your podcast. It's the best. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to have so much fun because we're going to talk about money, which is one of our favorite topics. And I had someone this morning say to me, you know, Emily, I finally realized that mindset work is a lifestyle. It's not something I can dip in and out of. I have to really like stay the course. And so the money mindset piece of it is something that I think a lot of us are scared to dip into. I know I definitely still hold myself back in ways where, you know, I think, oh, I'm making plenty of money. I'm good, you know? But when I was at your retreat, we did a lot of work around like family stories and generational stuff. So I'd love for you to just kick off starting like to talk about that because I don't think that's a piece we ever think of. We think this is just what we believe and we need to change. This is where I'm at and this is where I have to stay. Like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think it's fascinating to look at where our beliefs reside as far as like to really waken that part that says, what is this really about? Where am I at? Because this is a continual process of work. It's not like we do it once and then it's over. Right. Because just like you were saying for every next level, there's another belief or glass ceiling or however you want to describe it that you're going to have to move through if you want to move up in the scale of what you're earning or how big your your purpose is or how big your your business is getting right so it's so fascinating because in working with so many people I've seen and I can actually see generational patterns where we become encircled and meshed with certain beliefs, values, judgments, any of those things around 
money, abundance. I've even seen this tie into religion and all different kinds of things. It's really quite fascinating how we create our money stories. And it's also beautiful because when we can see that so clearly, we, we can very easily actually move through them and create the reality that we'd rather have. And, and I love that. So when we talk about generational patterns, okay, like tell me, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, tell me where does this come from? Like, I am so new to this. I'm pretending I'm a listener, but like, what do you even mean by this? Like generational stuff? Like what is, where does that come from? Yeah. So we all were raised by parents or somebody where they, by being in their space, you know, had beliefs about abundance, about money. And, you know, I think most of us have heard that, you know, there's certain taglines or phrases that become ingrained in us. Like you have to work so hard in order to make money, that money is the root of all evil, that only greedy people really want money or to have money is to be greedy. And these are just so common. And it's funny because I can still catch myself no matter how much money work I've done. I've taught a course on money. I teach live about money, but it's crazy how we as humans, we we have to be aware and waken up that awareness on a continual basis so that we can keep our abundance growing because the more abundant we become, then the more we have the opportunity to give back, the more we have the ability to make a difference in changing the world with something that is as simple as, you know, my purpose in my business when I started my business was I wanted to do a huge give back. And it was last year, it kind of blew my mind. Built a house, I was building a second home in Tahoe and I just felt a calling. Like if I'm going to have the second home, then I have to do something that shows the universe, that shows God, that shows source energy, however you relate to that, that I am so grateful. And this is where like the flow and energy and the frequency of money, which you and I love to talk about, like comes into full effect because I just felt that urge. And then I literally was invited to a benefit because the universe tested me and it provided me with an opportunity. I was invited to a benefit where these millennials were building homes for third world country, uh, people that were completely homeless and they can build an entire house for $13,000. It's, it's a fascinating system, but that's another story. I was able to build a whole house for a family And it was mind-blowing because it cut through every single belief around being, you know, earning money and building a second house and having more. And I shouldn't have more, which was at that point where I was at. And I think many people can relate to that, that there's almost a fear with having too much. You don't want to be judged or have people think bad about you. But it was such a beautiful feeling to be able to to have a give back because I could have never done that for another family. And, you know, if if I hadn't have had these, these mindset shifts... And so it's a really beautiful thing to offer your audience and anyone listening to this is that when we grow from an abundant standpoint, when we grow our money, when we grow our worth, which is basically equivalent to our self-worth, we can be the light that gives back and creates that ripple effect in the world. And that's really, really a fun and beautiful place to be. And it feels great. I love that. And I think it's shifting that, right? It's totally shifting it. And it's funny because recently, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, oh, a recession is coming, da da da, all this stuff, which always happens during an election year. We know this. And Greg was even saying, he goes, you know, it doesn't matter what the numbers say, what the stocks say. Sure, that's important. But what matters is that people are talking about a recession coming. And so then they're like creating it. And I was, I was like, whoa, that's like the opposite of what I always, right? We talk about creating money. We can go ahead and create 
bad things too with our thoughts and our feelings. I was like, whoa, Greg, like that kind of blew my mind. But he's seen it happen so many times now because again, it is a pattern, right? It's the generational or the election year thing. So I think it's, it's interesting to see, could we as a collective consciousness even shift like, oh, there's no recession coming. Like, right. It's all made yeah. up on yeah. some level. Like it's real, but it's all made up. So how can we take that and apply it into our personal lives and say, okay, yes. what I'm seeing on the outside, okay, that's real because the stock market can go up and down. That's real. But it's still made up because it's following an energy pattern or belief around something that's making it do that. And so we've seen this happen when there's certain news that comes out and and all of a sudden stocks plummet and then they come back up because something else happens. And in reality, like the thing that was the news is not even a real tangible thing. It's just a something. It's just that, you know, the president said something or, you know, so is it real or is it made up? And then the whole thing is, is working that way. So here's the, here's the opportunity is when we can take that and say, wow, okay, here I am in my business, here I am in my life, and I've got my own trajectory, my own, you know, if you want to call it stock market of where things are at. Yep. Where am I envisioning that stock market going? Because I'm the energy holder in this space. I get to rule the show here, right? Mm. Right? So it's not outside of me, it's within me. And so if I have my own stock market ticker, where's it going to go? And can we get in that energy and the momentum of that to feel it? So Emily, I know that like, you know, so, so many of, you know, you coach a lot of people that, that have amazing boutiques and, and businesses. And so, you know, think about the energy of when you're knowing that the stock market's going up and you're in there and you're talking about whatever you're selling or whatever it is that you're about. It's that much more provocative for someone to want to buy from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an energy. It's a hundred percent an energy. And I think that when, for me, I noticed that it's hard for me to just come up with energy. I really have to do this practice of this daily staying in tune, staying in flow, noticing what's sort of triggering me or noticing, you know, someone says something that I'm like, Ooh, maybe I believe that too. You know, it's like, I, I really just always want to live in my little golden bubbles. Mm. <laughs> Nothing like, but that's not real. You know, like that's not always real, real life. We have to go out in the world and interact with people, you know? So like, how would you say for people as they're going throughout their day to just sort of work through some of this mindset? Like, because we know it's not just a one-time sit-down thing. It's an ongoing lifestyle. Absolutely. Well, um, I mean, I think it's important to have like a belief checklist, honestly, and to do an inventory, Mm. especially if you are committed to a trajectory of growth inside of your life and business. And you know, you want to become more abundant. You know, you want to create more money. You know that you want to, you want to grow and that your growth of abundance and money equals your inner growth because you can't do one without the other. And the other piece is, is being really happy as well with where you're at, being content with where you're at, not trying to overarch to, you know, you know, I've seen people that want to hit six figures. And I've seen people that have wanted to hit their first million dollar year. And it's like, yes, have those goals, but still be in a space of grounded contentness for where you're at, because you're showing gratitude, right? For all the blessings in your life, all the gratefulness of your heart, right? And so the universe responds to that and it shows you the doors that you need to be pushing on. But here's the thing. And this is what I see people. And we've talked about this. Yeah. 
Because if you go forward and you push on the door and you know it's the right door, say it's a coaching program, say it's a coach, say it is investing in an office, say it is the next level of what you need to do to actually super duper take your business to the next level and you, you feel that it is a gut yes, then it is your responsibility to say yes. Because if you're putting your money story in the way of your yes, that is from the gut, right? Not a kind of yes that, mm, like you could take it or leave it, but one that excites you, one that, hell you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hell yes. Yeah, yeah. Then you're stalling your own growth because this is the, where the mindset, it gets scary, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I actually like whipped out my notebook because there was something you said to me a couple of weeks ago that I just like, I can't get it out of my head because I am so obsessed with growth and I am so obsessed with like push, push, push that like there was this moment where it just became too much this summer. And I was like, and then you started to say to me, okay, but Emily, where are you setting the bar too high? Mm. And that to me really shifted me because for me, setting the bar too high also meant that there was resistance. And it wasn't a hell yes, because setting it too high felt like a lot more work. And I just, I really, there's so much that you can push and you have to push when you're starting your business. But I think one of the things I'm learning with women who are, have grown their business a lot is like, we also need breaks and we need to like pull back the goals sometimes because we can get a little aggressive and obsessive. So you saying that to me gave me permission to notice where was I setting it too high and thus the resistance was coming in and I was sort of like wanting to pull back. Yeah. And that's a great clue that it's, it's, you know, on the trajectory for creating more abundance or wealth or money, however it is that, you know, you, you relate to it, it cannot always be an uphill struggle. It can't always be hurdles that you're jumping over. Because abundance is a naturally flowing energy of the universe and it will always come back around. So it's about getting into alignment. Mm. And what you're talking about is aligning. And totally. Right. And so when we get into the space of alignment, how I see it is that, you know, everything just literally lines up. You know, some people think of it as the chakra system. Some people, that's how I look at it is that it literally, my mind says one thing, my mouth is speaking one thing, my my, my voice is saying it. My heart is feeling it. My gut is feeling it all the way down my body. Right. And that's like I, what I'm saying. That's a hell yes. That's a yes, yes, yes. I talk about that a lot <laughs> because that's the energy that is the momentum that creates abundance, that creates flow, that creates all of the things that feel so good to be in. And when we're in this space is when we're really truly at our most creative as far as, you know, what we can create. And when we create, we make money. We can. Mm -hmm. And so it's about bringing all those into alignment and we can't always be pushing in order to do this. So what I say is, is that if you're pushing too hard, it's not going to come. Yes. Because you're actually pushing it further away. Have you been in business for two to three years and have monthly revenue of $25,000 or more? Do you think it's time to start running some profitable advertising? And maybe you want to open more locations or go online because you're brick and mortar. Perhaps you're ready for some help and guidance in doing this. I've seen exactly what it takes to build a million dollar plus boutique. I've dedicated 2020 to taking a small group of boutique owners through this process. If this sounds like you, I want to invite you to apply to my high vibe boutique mastermind. 
This is an intimate group that runs from January through November of 2020. It's the only way that you'll be able to get one-on-one coaching with me. You'll get a high vibe group of CEOs and you'll have special events and retreats with just this small group during the year. I'm excited to offer this to a very small group of people. If you think this sounds like it's for you and you're ready to talk to me about it, I invite you to head on over to www.boutiquemastermind.com and apply. You can read all the details there. And after you submit your application, we'll get on the phone and talk about if it's right for you. Maybe you feel a little nervous or maybe you think, oh, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I'm ready for this just yet. But I really want you to know that it's not that hard to build a really big, beautiful boutique business. And what I plan on doing in this mastermind is showing you exactly how to do it in a way that feels really good to you and where you know you have support along the way. Apply now because some spots have actually already been filled. Enrollment is during the entire month of December because we get started right away in January. So the earlier you apply, the earlier we can start working together. Head on over to boutiquemastermind.com and I can't wait to talk to you about this. Totally. And I think sometimes I would get confused. And I think this maybe is like a nuance to this discernment piece that we've been talking about is I get confused where it's like, okay, am I pushing too hard and I'm setting the bar too high or am I scared? What is it? And if I'm nervous or I have fear, that's when it's sort of like a different response. Cause I do think there's still things that like, I think everyone thinks, Oh, Emily, you're so, you just go for it. I fit. Let's go. But like, there's definitely things I get like nervous about and, you know, I want to take these big steps, but you know, you've even said to me, okay, well, let's take it step by step by step so that we're not just jumping in head first, which has really helped. So I think it would be nice for you to talk about when people are having fear around spending money, like, or making money or, you know, like how can they do this? What is this inventory of this belief inventory? Cause I think that's a really good activity that someone could literally sit down and do after listening to this. Absolutely. Well, I love to just to have some questions, like when we're faced with the decisions of like, should I do this? And maybe there's a financial investment that that's required. Many of us have been through hiring coaches, investing in programs, going to an event, getting a new office space, expanding our, you know, our business, hiring more people so that you have a bigger team. All of these things require a full body. Yes. And the question is, is can I do this alone? Can I get the result that I want and do this alone? That's the question that everybody should ask themselves when they're about, when they want to go bigger, right? And you, you might feel like whatever's next is there and it's an investment. I mean, I've had to do this with an office space. I've done this like so many things, so many <laughs> things. Can I do this alone or with whatever the X is? Is this going to help accelerate my growth in the direction that I'm wanting to go? So the thing about it is, is if that's a yes, and if it's a full body, yes, because you, you know, it just feels great that that would be amazing. Then the universe will never deny you what's yours. So I have no joke. Have, have, I have spent, I think $17,000 on one coach for a very short period of time. And it was a full body. Yes. And I'm not kidding you within two weeks, 17,000, that $17,000 to the penny was back in my account. Because it was so clear that this was a hell yes. And it literally, I took a screenshot of it because it was unbelievable. (laughs) 
And I like just, you like, almost didn't believe that it happened. Yeah, it was such confirmation that when we really desire something and we really believe it's important. Now this can't be something like you're frivolously spending on, you know, whatever. And you know, this is like a hell yes, this is so important to me. And I can feel it in my core. And like I said, it lines up. I'm in alignment over this decision. Then the universe, literally, I have never seen it be denied to someone. They've always been able to figure it out, make it work. They've had something show up because you're depending on what you can't see, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't see after you say the yes and make the commitment of all the magic and the doors that come swinging wide open because your energy is so clear. And those doors are the opportunities of how you can pay for it, of the one thing that can, you know, help you to balance it all or to find the next step or whatever it is you're doing because you haven't made the decision. So it's really in the power of a decision where we get to have the energy open the doors, your energy of the person that's making the decision that shows you the next step. But the problem is, is that people, they haven't made a decision, right? Because that's, and that's the energy of being scared. Yep. It's that back and forth. It's, I want it, but I can't have it. The, oh, do I deserve it? it? But I really need it. You know, like, yeah, it's, those are the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love this conversation because, okay, great. So say that there's a resistance, like I can't have it, whatever, whatever comes back about it. I don't have the money, whatever it is. I mean, it's really amazing to ask yourself, is that really true? Mm. I can't have it. Is that really true? No, I just made it up. Like that's never the truth. You can always have what you want. There's always another way to figure it out. There's always a way to skin the cat. My grandfather used to say there's more than one way to skin a cat, but I mean, that sounds terrible, but I mean, what he meant was, is there's always another way to figure things out. That's a terrible thing to say, I guess, but from 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 a perspective of like a grandparent telling you that. (laughs) Oh my God. No, but honestly, my grandfather was a great example of that because my dad talked about how he would go out with his dad on trash day and they would literally drive around. And my, my grandfather was a lawyer. Okay. Like past the bar and he would go out on trash day and find random cause they had five kids. So he went out and he would find random electronic things or refrigerators and he'd bring them home in the truck and he'd fix them up and he'd resell them. Like if that's not like figuring, like literally turning trash into treasure, like I don't know what else is, you know? And that's the thing is we think we have to do all these very complicated things to make money and we don't. It can be easy. It can be flowy. And it's funny because so much of the time we think there's only one way to do this. And that's where I think a lot of the resistance comes in too. It's like, oh, there's only one way. Oh, there's only, you know, oh, I saw this person be successful doing that. So I should do that. Oh, I love that you bring this up, right? Because everyone's path is so different. Yeah. And so that's the, that's one of the worst things we can get in is thinking that this is the way it has to be because that's what I'm witnessing. And that first of all, it puts you in comparison. So anytime we're in comparison, we're in our own self struggle and we're in our own self resistance because we cannot compare. We're we're all unique and absolutely unique, unrepeatable miracles, right? Like there's not one person that's alike, which means that everybody has a gift, has a talent, has a way of helping or serving or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in your business in your own way. So it's by proxy, like there's no one else that's ever going to do it the way you do it. So when we're trying to compare, we're actually taking ourselves out of the alignment that I'm talking about because we're not in our own energy. We're not, we're not thinking it, speaking it, 
you know, our throats actually are opening and saying yes. And our hearts saying yes, you know, and all those things that sounds kooky, but it, it's huge. And if, if, if any, if you have a mindful meditation process, like it can be so simple and really getting into connection with the, those centers, because they're so powerful in every single person, the mind, the mouth, the heart. And if those three are not doing the same things, <laughs> you're not going to manifest it. You're not going to get it. So if your head's saying, yes, I really want this program and your mouth's saying, I can't afford it. And and then your heart is over here wanting it, but you're saying you can't afford it. Do you see how this is out of alignment? You've got to speak it into existence. I was listening to something this weekend actually, and I've always known how powerful the I am statement is, right? It's so powerful because anything that comes after that is basically what you're willing into your energy. It's what you're willing into your life. And so many of us are going against ourselves where we, I I hear clients and I've heard clients say, you know, I can't afford it. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. And, And so if you put anything after I assume that you are willing that back into your life. And it's so, so true because we can stand in a mirror and just have a practice for five minutes a day. And although like most of us would feel kind of corny, but it's very powerful is to say, I am amazing. I am abundant. I am an amazing creator at bringing in money. I know so much about business and I am so excited to help other people. I'm a good person. Mm. I am worthy of having everything of my my heart's desires. Like these things that we speak just become part of us and it feels so good. So that's how you know it's for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's funny. I find that whenever I do feel a little off or like I'm, you know, wake up on the wrong side of the bed or whatever you want to call it. The minute I just start to look around my house and be like, oh God, I love my apartment. I love that pillow that I got. I love our fireplace. <laughs> like just even like just naming stuff around me that, you know, maybe it's not even me or like, oh God, my hair is looking great today. Or my skin is, you know, oh gosh, I love these sweatpants. I paid $79 for these sweatpants, <laughs> but man, they are some nice sweatpants, you know, like those are the times. And I just, I get myself back into that alignment where you're talking about, because really I do find that I am starting to channel the energy of the things that I love and the things that I want. And it starts to put me back. It's just a screw my head good. back. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. And I, I mean, and I love the feeling of like, if it feels good that, or knowing that it feels good, then it's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, if it doesn't feel good, it's not for you. And so many of us think that, okay, so like saying that you're broke or you have money, like that doesn't feel good. So why don't you start saying that you have an abundance and yeah. that you're an amazing person at saving money and that you know what to do when, when money comes your way and that you have every resource to invest in any area of your life that you're wanting. Well, and even just saying that the money that you do have is enough. Like, I remember there was a time I had $8 in my bank account and I was like, well, there's more where that came from. Like, it's going to be full again soon, you know, and just not getting so caught up on like, that's all I have. That's the only, because yes. I, I could started to imagine more money flowing into it and started saying like, well, okay. Like, and then that brought about the ideas to put the money back into it, you know, and that alignment started to hit again. But I think it's really easy to think, Ooh, I'm going to have trouble paying these bills. Oof, my bank account's at this number and getting really absorbed in what the, like that moment reality is rather than seeing what could come after it. Right. And I think that what you're speaking to is that if we're focused on the negative, 
then we're going to, we, we will manifest that. We will create totally. more of that. If we're focused on the positive, then the ideas and the inspiration and, you know, for example, a retail owner could have one amazing thing and it could be like game changing for them. Like it just takes one thing and that's how you'll receive that download. I call this a download is like that idea of, Oh, wouldn't it be nice if, and sometimes just that one, wouldn't it be nice if is the thing that is the complete catalyst to shifting so much that you couldn't even have imagined. And it's about being open to that and, and, and experiencing that energy in a positive way and staying focused on that positive piece. I love that you said it takes one. It literally does take one item. Like it could take one item for your store to complete. I had that one item, my wrap sweatshirt. It was like the minute that wrap sweatshirt, I sold six in a day. I freaked out. I was like, it was July and it was a sweatshirt. And I was like, what the heck is with this sweatshirt? I can't even believe it. And that became my thing for, you know, women owned five colors in that sweatshirt. It was like... It was yeah. literally the one, and that one thing brought about another one thing and another, you know, and then I right. had all my bestsellers, but that's such a great thing to remember. I, I mean, I forget about that stuff. Literally, yes. One thing changes it all. Yes. And, it, and the one thing was probably like, once you got that momentum going with the sales, here's the funny part too. Have you ever seen, and I know you, so many of you guys you have, know. Yeah. Uh, just one and it just keeps going. And there's like a, it, there's like a momentum that you can ride once you start selling things. It feels so much easier to, to do that. And then the, the money flow actually opens up because you've, you've, you're, you're in the flow and you're in alignment. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so, kind of like why I love launching products. Cause I'm like in the flow of money. Like <laughs> it's just, so I'm it. like, Oh, I just want to launch like every month because it just, to me, like feels so good because it keeps, oh. like you're saying that momentum going. Yes. I don't have these dead periods where I'm like, Oh, I don't want Like I like to sell and it's fun for me. Yeah. And it feels good. <laughs> well, you're, and you're, you're naturally in your element. Like it feels good to you because and that's, you know, like, like yeah. I said, like, does it feel good? So for, for all the listeners, like, here's the thing is what feels good to you right now, right? No matter what, everybody could go to the next level of where they want to create money, but you've got to be willing to kind of say, look, you know, can't do it alone. And number two, like what feels good and get into touch with what that is so that the alignment is prevailing over the push, over the struggle, over the negative energy around what you think your money situation or story is. It's not real. (laughs) I love those two questions though. Can I do this alone? And, oh, is it, is it, does it feel good? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Like great questions because I think we do think we can do it alone and we can't. And um, you might be able to, but in my experience, people don't do it as quickly and as painlessly as having the support. Totally support, whether that's an employee, whether that's, even if that's a software system, that's going to make things easier. I mean, I think the idea of it being not alone is could translate into a lot of, you know, a new computer, like, Oh, my computer's on the fritz. I need, I've seen so many women be like, I'm not going to buy a new computer until that. And it's like, God, just go get the new computer. Like, come on, (laughs) just do it. You're going to be so much happier doing your work, you know? And that's the thing is, does it create more ease in your life too? I think it's like the last part of that is just like one of the things you and I have been talking a lot about is just like how can life be easier how can work be easier how can the balance be there even though my thought system and my belief system has always been 
work harder, work harder, work harder. So many of us, right? Oh, I'm just really, I think this summer has been a huge shift for me around saying like, you know what, maybe I don't need to work harder. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can not do this alone and maybe I can rely on more people. And that I think, you know, a lot of us in the United States, especially, I think we are programmed to think work harder and everything will be fine. No, and that's not necessary. That's not true. What's true is the projection of your belief of what you're putting out there. So I love to, and I witnessed this like on such a deep level of how we literally project a hologram of what we believe and it literally materializes in front of us. And it's fascinating because despite all odds of what you think you can or can't do or what you think you can or can't have or whatever it is that your next big dream is, if you believe that it is possible, right? And with an unwavering faith, it'll find its way to you because you will not miss out on what's yours. And so it's really a powerful place to to be because when we're in that space, I won't miss out on what's mine. We are not searching. We, we are receiving. And so the other piece of this is really being a powerful receiver. So can you relate to people who push things away when they have good things that come to them? That's another way we, we resist abundance. I can't have that. I'm not worth that. I can't have that. Right. You know, I mean, and, and so my grandmother is a great example. Oh, you know, honey, that is just too much, honey. Don't, that is way too much. Thank you so much, but I cannot take this. This is way too much right? So my grandmother, just super humble, grew up in the Great Depression. I mean, so many people have different stories of, of ancestors that have been, you know, impacted them. Such a stunning woman, right? But I really had to say, I'll take it all, you know, like I had to really try that on because of how, you know, she was very passive about having too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe we can all have it all. And, and the more I have, the more I can, I can give. And it feels good to me. So when we try on wealth, when we try on abundance, and abundance is energy, it's, it's health, it's all of the things. It's not just money. And we can feel good in it. Then we become a magnet for it. And this is where we get to all choose how magnetic we are. And that's fun. <laughs> that's so fun. Well, think about just receiving. Think about just receiving and being a magnet for your desires. I wanna, can I tell a quick story about something? Yeah. This is kind of a big deal. So I'm in the middle of a build of a second home. And this was a pipe dream four years ago, okay? Pipe dream. And I had just five years ago, literally, you know, changed jobs, started my business, the whole nine yards. And I'm flipping through a magazine. And this is how I manifest a lot of things in my life. And I'm like, that. That's what I want. And my husband was like, Cam, you are out of your mind. Like literally like slam the magazine shut was done with me. He's like, you're out of your mind. And I just love the story because it's like from one magazine, from my mind, I saw the hologram of what I was looking for, which was a certain community and a certain space. And, and it was beautiful location, all these things. And it literally projected on the page. Okay. And then I just kept pursuing it. So we went up there. My kids were in ski school one day. I said, I'm going to go talk to the real estate person. He says, I'm not going. And then he couldn't stand it and he had to come. And then that led to another trip where they, they wanted, they invited us back to come up and look again. And then one more trip. And then before we knew it, we owned a lot. And we're like, we're just going to have the lot. We're not going to build the house. Well, that lasted a year. And now we're almost done with the house. And I still am like, how did this happen? 
right? But it literally was just a series of saying yes and pushing on the doors that appeared. It wasn't anything, I won't say it's been like the easiest process to build a house, but it wasn't anything that was insurmountable. And after I made the decision that, yes, I will have this, wouldn't it be nice? Yes, I will have this. The doors opened, pushed on the doors, kept going through the doors. So what if it really was that easy and that we're complicating it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have something in a material form of, of, a, of a dream that we once had. So I guess to wake us all up, what is our big dream? What's next for us? What's, where are we going? And I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to, to the listeners. I'm talking to you. Talking and, to me. Yeah, let's project it out. And have it literally show up and keep pushing the doors open of the ones that feel the best. Yeah. Yeah. And be willing to receive what's next. Be willing to receive too. Stay open to it for sure. The yeses, the like continuing. I mean, it's so funny because I just, there's a old church around the corner here that we drove by and it has a for sale sign and it's this big, beautiful church for this people. And I was like, I'm just going to look it up. And it's so cheap. And so I emailed the real estate agent last night and I was like, hey, like, what's the deal with it? Is it like in terrible shape? Like whatever, you know, she's like, well, it's not in great shape, but I could come and show you. And I'm like, how oh, fun. Like, all morning I've been like, should we go? And yes! Greg's like, yeah, let's go. He's like, why don't we go? <laughs> whatever. You know, it's like 7,500 square feet. It's like in the middle of the countryside. Like, I'm like, all right, we will just now after this conversation, I'm like, all right, let's just go look at it. <laughs> you know? How amazing. Because of course my brain's going, you know, she writes the real estate agents like, well, you know, it would have to be like a cash buy or like a renovation loan, you know, something like that. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And oh, cash, like, oh, that scares me. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, you know what? Like, let's just go look. Like, it's not going to hurt to say yes and go. And I think that's the point of your story is like, you didn't go initially out to go to ski school and say, I'm going to put the deposit down today and build a house today. It's a process. My my husband had convinced me it was impossible. Yeah. But I kept saying yes. And I mean, he, he eventually came on board, but I think that how I knew that it was for me is that it felt good and it excited, it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course last night I spent like hours looking up how to renovate churches. What do they become? You know, like, and then the things that people do, because there's so many abandoned churches now in the United States, especially the things that people are converting them into. It's just like, it's, it sparks my creative juices, my like want to design something and want to, you know, get I'm back fascinated. into my, my like artistic moment. So yeah. Cause I was like, Ooh, I know. Sorry. I started looking up Airbnbs around, you know me, I like immediately yeah. go into the business side of it too. Being like, okay, well, if it's cost this much for the mortgage and this and that, you know, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> could cool. be like some cool Airbnb or, you know, and whatever. what if like all the thoughts that we receive like this, that excite us, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. They're the, it's like the divine inspiration of like whatever's next that's waiting for us. It's that magic moment of the next thing opening up for us that is, you know, that's exactly what we, we, I mean, I love this. I love that we're talking about this right now. Crazy, right? I know. Well, and it's funny because lately I've been doing this experiment when I go to the grocery store. I don't even think I've told you about this, but I do this experiment because I'm trying to allow myself to get this inspiration and and like allow myself to listen more. Cause I think that's where the alignment comes from too, is like, is being open and listening. And so every time I go to the grocery store, I don't focus necessarily on it. Like I'll have a little list but I just walk up and down the aisles and like whatever sort of pops out from the shelf, I'm just like, okay, I'll put that in my cart. 
And then, and then sometimes that one thing will lead to, like, I was like, all these other, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm getting so prasada. Okay. Oh, I really want olive tapenade. Let me go find some olive tapenade, you know, and then I'm walking around and then I'm finding the biscuits for it and the bread and, you know, and that's like, that I feel like has done this really tiny exercise that instead of feeling like I have to rush to the grocery store, follow the list, stay on point. I just allow myself to be led. And sometimes I am in the same aisle five times and it's definitely inefficient, <laughs> but it's a great practice for me because I can be so rigid. It's a great practice to just stay open. Ugh. And I mean, I've been eating all these delicious foods that I'm all excited about now and not feeling like I'm, you know, always just buying the same stuff. So, and what sounds more fun? Like I, I'm thinking of myself shopping with you. I'd way rather shop with you in five different places all over the grocery store. Like, inventing something new and creating something right and yeah. getting outside of the box of what we think we have to do it in this methodical way. That's boring. Have fun. Right. right. Well, and that's generally something that I would see as like, Oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Ugh. You know, like it's a task. Mm-hmm. And now it's become this like really fun adventure for me to see like, what am I going to come back with this time? You know? And sometimes it is the same stuff because I'm drawn to that again, but you know, I definitely bought some like chocolate chip cookie mix the other day and I bought some (laughs) yogurt and some, you know, like tried some new things and that it just, it's the simplest mundane tasks that when we can make them fun Mm. and allow for me, allow myself to open up, that's when more things like I drive by the church and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? I love that. And and think about like when you're in your work element too, how do you stop doing the crap that you don't like doing? How, you know, making very clear boundaries about what you're available for inside of, you know, your workspace or, or what you represent as far as, you know, what you want to do every day. We don't think we have the, the power to choose. And we do. Every person listening to this has the power to choose. Are you going to choose it? Are you going to make that decision? Because when you make a decision or when that's when the doors are going to begin to show up. Yeah. And so many of us are not making a decision, but then we're not seeing the doors and the next steps, right? So I just, I love all of this. And I think in what, what it all represents to me is this place of possibility. Yep. Of anything is possible. And we put money in front of things being possible. And that isn't the correct order. The natural order of the universe is that all things are possible. And the money is way underneath that. And so are you flipping those and putting money in the way of what's possible for you? I am for sure. I'm going to go oh. stop doing it. I'm like, I'm going to stop doing that. You're right. Well, yeah. maybe we're having this conversation because you're supposed to get that church. I mean, I definitely want to go look at it now. I can't wait to hear about it. I mean, yeah. All right. We should wrap up because I could talk to you all day. I too. I love this. I love this. How can um, people find you? Where are you like hanging out a lot on social media lately? Well, Instagram, Cameo Gore. I've got a Facebook page and website, cameogore.com. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And you are. And I love your newsletter too. If you guys get on her website, sign up for the newsletter because it's, you always send great stuff. So I love it. Well, thanks for being here. Yes, yes, yes. And I thank you for having me. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.